2: Thanks to the generosity of the Boston Celtics and their rather large contribution, plus all of you guys out there as well. We have topped the $1 million mark on the Arbella Insurance Tote Board, $1,014,837. We have an old friend joining us. Dr. Hal Burstein has been on the Jimmy Fund Radio telethon on a number of occasions in the past. But, Keith, based on the bio I read about Nancy Williams, you and I should maybe leave the room and just let Michael do this one. (laughs) (laughs) Michael and Nancy just want to talk stuff for a while. That's all it is. It's that (laughs) Ohio bond.
0: Yeah, she she was born in Akron, right, Nancy? Yes, that's right. Then uh, on to uh, Cincinnati?
1: Yes. My family left Akron and moved around other places but settled in Cincinnati.
0: And uh, but beyond that, beyond the uh, this the, is where we she, can leave now. No, 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 <laughs> no, she, right. she considers herself a Buckeye, and that's fine, do, that's a, that's all we need to know. But I see that somehow you work for Marcellus. What's the name of the company? Mar- oh,
1: I work for Wilkins Management
0: and Wilkins Management, mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and
1: it's the management entity for several acclaimed musicians,
0: including Branford Marcellus. Yes, that's right. And you just say that casually? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, come on! I, 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 that's kinda, just tell me more about this. This is unbelievable. You got an unbelievable life, and you're just like, yeah, oh yeah. Several. No, so I'm
1: very grateful. Several claim
0: musicians: Bradford yes. Marcellus, and who else? Just and Harry Connick Jr. Oh, and say, Joshua Redman. Oh, that's all. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Connick Jr. Joshua mm-hmm. Redman. Yeah,
1: they are quite prolific. So we're very blessed to have them. Definitely.
0: And, uh, and, and tell me when you were, uh, when you were diagnosed mm-hmm. and, and what your thoughts were when you, just, when you got that diagnosis.
1: So I got the confirmation that I had breast cancer on Election Day. And that also happened to be the day before my birthday. So that was quite a birthday present, for sure. And I think my initial response was truly just bewilderment and surprise and utter shock because there are other illnesses that run in my family but this was not one of them and so I just was not prepared at all like if you had told me Nancy you have a heart condition I would have said okay this has been in my family before okay sure but cancer no I, I was not prepared for that So it definitely was a surprise.
0: And then what's the next step from there? Are you Googling it or are you you calling Um, the doctor? What are you you trying to find as much information as you can?
1: No, I actually made a conscious decision not to Google it because I thought that might be best because there is a lot of information out there, but there's also a lot of information that is not correct. Mm. And I thought, for my own sanity, why don't we just wait until physicians tell me what I need to know and then that way I can stay in as comfortable a space as possible after having received that kind of news.
2: Well, that's where we bring Dr. Burstein in, because <laughs> I got a son who's a bit of a hypochondriac who reads something on the computer and decides he then has it. So, <laughs> so I, I, I do think Nancy's advice is good. It's great. Talk to professionals like you and not get your information off your screen.
3: It always helps, but these days, everybody Googles everything. So we joke about Dr. Google said I should do this <laughs> or that or the other thing. Um, but, uh, you know, Nancy uh, contacted us and You know, her story really exemplifies the kind of team-based care we like to give at Dana-Farber. So she met probably a half a dozen healthcare professionals as part of her intake and evaluation Mm -hmm. and treatment. Uh, A surgeon, a radiation oncologist, myself, a medical oncologist, obviously a terrific team of nurses, uh, a genetics counselor because young women get tested for genetic risk of breast cancer. And it's really thinking about that whole team, putting it together, that makes the care we give, uh, we think, very special.
0: And what do you what do you think of the uh, treatment that you've received there, and the communication that you've had with your uh, with your doctors and nurses so far?
1: It's been tremendous. I can give you many many examples, but this one I think really exemplifies it. So I think it may have been after the first chemo session, and I received a call on the weekend in the evening from your nurse, Doctor, yeah, uh, Nurse O'Reilly. And first of all, it was a weekend. Really? You're actually calling me on the weekend during your off time when you don't have to. I was stunned, and I actually mentioned it to my sister, my father, and anyone else I spoke to that weekend because to me that was just unheard of. She's actually calling to see how I'm doing, to make sure everything is going okay, and it took me a few minutes on the phone with her just to process the fact that she was really doing this in her off time. And I think I asked her, is this something that you guys always do? And she said, yeah, we always do this because we just want to make sure that you don't have any questions there aren't any side effects that you're experiencing that maybe you have questions about or just need some guidance or maybe even just reassurance or a hug through the phone. (laughs) I said, wow. Okay. Thanks. And to me, that was phenomenal to have that happen right out the gate. And then another time I did have a question and I hesitated to call because it was the weekend, but I didn't want to wait until Monday, so I said, okay, well, I'll call. And I'll, hopefully I'll just get her voicemail and I'll leave a message. She was on the treadmill, and she picked up the phone. I said, I- is that a treadmill that I have in the <laughs> background? <laughs> and she said, oh, yeah. But I saw your number come through, so I picked it up anyway. And if that does not tell you the level of care and concern and compassion that you're going to receive, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to tell you that. I mean, but my experience, that's not an isolated case. It was that way from day one, just the initial introduction down in the intake area. I knew I was in a radically different place because the young woman down there made me feel so comfortable. And she felt like she was a neighbor as opposed to. Someone just taking my information down to get me started and usher me through a long and unknown and uncertain process. And so that was my first indication that I made the right decision to transfer over from where I was to Dana Farber to be treated. And I cannot say enough, unquestionably without reservation, that it was absolutely the right thing to do. And I am immensely grateful and will forever be grateful for the care and the concern and the compassion and the competence that I experienced during my tenure.
0: And when you find out part of the treatment is going to be chemotherapy and radiation, you know, words that everybody has heard, but now it's you. You're, you're going to have to go through those things. What, what was your reaction?
1: So the only real vision I had for chemotherapy was the Hollywood image of the sickly individual in a bed whose skin and bones, no hair, ghastly as can be. And that's what I thought I was going to look like during the course of this treatment. I really did not know because I had not known anyone who'd gone through cancer. And so that was one of the many reasons why I stayed off the internet because I just didn't want reassurance that that was what was going to happen (laughs) I just said let's just delay the knowledge as long as possible (laughs) for what is coming down the pike and and so it was very reassuring to me to have the team say that well that's not actually what's going to happen there are many possible outcomes and it's very individual and and that really I think was probably the best thing they could have told me at that particular time was that there is no prediction that we can give you right now for what is going to happen because each person responds differently. So while you may have heard that so and so's grandmother passed away within three weeks and someone else lived another five years, none of that is really relevant to you because it is very specific to you and your pre existing health how well you follow the regimen, how much you exercise after. There are so many variables that you really cannot compare yourself to anyone else. And I think that that's something that every cancer patient really needs to hear because it's, it's extremely comforting in a very uncertain time.
2: Well, Dr. Burstein, Nancy takes what she calls chemo light. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Give us some fancy Harvard words to describe what that really is. Well she makes it look pretty easy and uh, I think the point she was getting to there about individualization is so true. We individualize it both because every patient's gonna have a different experience and we individualize it these days because of the different cancers that we treat. So she had a particular type of breast cancer called HER2 positive breast cancer, which is one of the success stories these days in modern oncology care, and we were able to use both chemotherapy plus two targeted drugs and got a remarkable response to her tumor, so she is now cancer-free, and we are thrilled by that. Um, But the the point about the details and stuff, that's where it's so helpful to have a team because you see the different experts. You see people sort of put the whole package together for you. You get handouts that describe the medicines you're supposed to take along the way to make the experience easier. And um, obviously, if you have a Harvard grad like Nancy, it's all easier to explain things to, or perhaps not. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But, um, uh, you know, she was really a model patient. And uh, I think that a lot of the images she alluded to are, fortunately for many patients, a vest. Of a different time and place in cancer care. We've really made so much progress, and of course you're seeing that today and in, in all the stories you've heard and all the folks you've met.
0: So, Nancy, you're cancer free. Yes. But you can still come back next year and tell your story, inspire somebody. Bring back Branford, yes. Winton, <laughs> yeah. Ellis. Don't help. I mean, hold right we're gonna bring come the on. whole family. <laughs> and we're just gonna have like a listening session and then we're gonna inspire people too. So, you know, come back and then we'll just have like a concert. Okay. Cool <laughs> So
2: that's the plan Hey listen okay. it's Open invitation Come yeah,
0: on we sure. Lift the windows <laughs> Come on in <laughs> Come on in That'd be great
2: Nancy Uh, Williams, Dr. Hal Burstein, both of you, thank you so much. It was delightful to meet you. Thank you for having us. And uh, after the the emotion that we had a little while ago, you were the perfect antidote. (laughs) You brought (laughs) a little sunshine in here today, and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Doctor, thank Thank you as well. Good to see you again. Great. Uh, Dr. Hal Burstein, Nancy Williams joining us. Uh, We hope you will help us light up the Arbella Tote Board. It's as simple as can be. You can call 877 738 1234. That's 877 738 1234. If you've got your cell phone in your hand, you can text the, text the letter K, the word cancer, K cancer, to 20222 to donate $25. Or you can log on if you're sitting at your at your workstation at work, not working, listening to us. That's okay. We're not judging. Uh, but you can log on to uh, www.jimmyfund.org. Uh, you can make your donation there as well. Uh, the Arbella Toad Board is over a, mil- a million dollars. We are grateful for every dime, but we're going to keep asking you for more. And I'm telling you. If what you can afford to donate is five, we will accept it with the most profound thanks. If what you can donate is more than that, if you can gift more than that, we will take that gratefully as well, but you've got to make sure you get it to us. Uh, 877-738-1234 is the telephone number. We're live at Fenway Park. It is the 16th annual WEI Nesson, Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon.